And welcome back, everyone. It is me, Democracy, aka Dictatorship Pretending to Be Democracy, and we are officially back to the Unapologetically Loud podcast. Now, I know some of you are probably noticing, where's Jay Skills? He's not here. You, you see, you're not, yo, 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 but um, he couldn't be here today, and this is a pre-recorded episode, just in case uh, Instant came up where he was unfortunately unable to make it, so you have me, and uh, some of y'all probably have heard me in the background, and hopefully uh, as time have, has gone on, our quality has gotten a little better, but I'm a little bit different, I'm a little bit more... Um, Somewhat political and social, but not like those social justice warriors who fight for any minimal cause and ev- and thinks everything's about racial profiling. Not I'm aware that not everything has to do with, with race. You know, some some things out there happen because that's just maybe how some things are. You know, just because I get pulled over doesn't entirely mean oh I'm getting pulled over because I'm black. Now. Also, at the same time, some things are circumstantial. Like, if I get pulled over in Mississippi and all my stuff is in order and I'm still getting arrested, that might, my, my skin might contribute to that. But if I'm in the Midwest like I am now and I get pulled over, most of the time there's a genuine good reason why I'm being pulled over, you know? And that's one of the things uh, I want to talk about in today's podcast. You know, I want to start, just start off a little, like, just, you know, not to, like, go so hard into it, you know, like, you know, not raw and, and with no condom, you know, I want to just, you know, foreplay my way right up there, is uh, safe zones. Now, I'm 23 years old. I was born in 1993, you know, so when I grow, you know, well, I'm still growing up, but as I was growing up in my teen years, up to now, we didn't have safe zones. And from what uh, I've seen from both social media and um, television, and you know, interviews with other college, with interviews with other college students, it's kind of like a place where you know they get to be where they don't have to hear opinions or statements or things about things that upset them, and quote-unquote trigger them and put them in, in an upset state of mind and I'm gonna be honest I think that, I think that's just a bunch of bullshit to be honest I really don't see I don't, I don't really see how that how that positively helps you Cause if you're because if you're gonna always be upset when you're confronted with someone who disagrees with you I don't know how you're gonna get through the rest of life you know life is not gonna always have a safe zone you know, that's that that I mean that's something all of us can agree on. There is no safe zone in life. You know, if I ever was again, whenever I was confronted with someone who disagreed with me, then you got to make sure you come correct. You know, and you got to be able to, you know, def- uh, defend what you stand for and what you say. You know, and if you happen to be wrong, then you know what, you man up or woman up, and you just say, you know what, I'm wrong. You know, um, and then you just try and just learn from there. You can't say I don't I I don't like what you're saying it doesn't it doesn't operate within my very privileged or very special bubble where everything works the way I want it to and 
and is viewed the way I view it. No, that's that's not life. Every single person is an individual, obviously. So everyone has their own individual mind. So I think we should disband with, with these safe zones and teach these people how to confront people or how to deal with these confrontations where people disagree with them. If you disagree with them and you don't, and I mean, even simple, like if so, like, you know what, I just don't want to have this conversation right now. And then you just change the topic or walk away. You don't have to say, I'm going to go to, like, like, look, obviously this wasn't your fight or you weren't prepared for it or you didn't want it, but life allows you to walk away too. But life does not permit you a safe zone. It permits you either to fight for what you stand for or to simply say, this isn't, I don't want to do this right now. I'm just going to walk away from it and then probably later I can deal with it and confront it again. I apologize to some of y'all because I'm a little under the weather today. Actually, I haven't for a few days, but this cold has been really weak though. Like, usually the other ones are like kicking my ass, but you know, I went to the gym. I've been helping around the house. I'm supposed to go to the DMV today. That's always a fucking joy to go to the DMV. The worst possible reminder that people exist. I can't stand lines. I can't. I really can't. And there's always like five like red lanes or whatever they're called. And there's like like five to six lanes. Or at least like more than five. And there's always like two people at a time. It's like being at fucking Walmart. You know. Why do you have, even on, even on Black Friday and Christmas and whenever, you know, they have like 25, la- like five, 25 checkout lanes and there's only like seven working at a time. Like, why? Like, you're holding all of us up now, okay? I've, I've found my stuff. My cart is ready. Um, I have my car. I have, well, my cart is full and my card is in my pocket and I'm prepared to go. I'm prepared to leave. You know, and I know everyone else who's behind me is too, but when you only just have, like, not even half of the registers you have available, or, or, or have made available, you're making, you created your own inconvenience. This is a, this is a, a superstore. You should be able to have a, enough employees to operate both, you know, uh, the checkout, the checkout aisles and, and the store throughout. You shouldn't just be like, well, you know, we're understaffed. Then hire more staff, you know? That's what restaurants do. Whenever someone else is uh, incapable of coming to work, you call people. You make sure you have people on standby. But I digress. I digress. You know? I mean, we got safe zones. Don't need them. You don't need them. There shouldn't be a necessity for them, you know. And also, um, I w- I came across a video about um, dress codes too. Now, before a lot of ones said, well, you know, if you had a daughter or a sister, you wouldn't be saying. Well, no, I have a sister, and I hope to one day have a daughter. And I grew up around a predominantly female home, so I and I've had to and I've had to hear these issues, but. Well, not necessarily these issues. There weren't really these issues, though, to be honest. But um, I've seen videos of, like, what, like uh, the schools who, like, uh, say, hey, you know, um, your outfit is causing a distraction. 
for the other students, i.e. boys. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, well, this is some patriarchy or this is sexist. No. If, do you, like, this is high school. Now, if anyone's been in high school, which I assume the majority of everyone ever, your hormones are skyrocketing so hard. Now, this isn't not, now this isn't like, oh, it's about self-control. No, it's about helping each other, okay? You know, like, I mean, I strongly, you know, condone that men don't wear skinny jeans because, you know, your ball, you know, all that balls comes out the next thing you know. Is, you know, the, the chick in the desk next to you is like, oh, you know, now she's distracted, you know, or wearing tight, or it's men wearing tight shirts that show off too much muscle in your back, you know? Even if you worked out hard for it, you know, I, you know, I you know, much respect you, man, you know, you spend the time in the gym, you know, or, or to the girl who, you know, who has a curvaceous body, you know, God bless their genetics, but, you know, this is a place of education, and, you know, many things can become a distraction, you know, and they're trying to minimize that. It's not about they want you to not like your body, they want everyone to not be distracted, both the male and, both male and female, you know, all, all the students. And when you're causing that distraction, they have to implement these guidelines. You know, you men, you shouldn't be sagging your pants because that's just distracting and just really retarded. Women, you shouldn't be wearing extra short, um, um, short shorts or short skirts or, you know, barely wear, like, like wearing no bronze knee and have, your, and have your nipples poking out through your shirts. You know, dude, shouldn't be we the guy shouldn't be wearing super tight shirts and jeans and or oversized jeans or like things with like ridiculous and distracting um like like phrases and stuff. I mean, yes, you I mean you can be funny and that's cool, but like when you like have like obnoxious pattern like patterns and shit all throughout your whole shirt, you you know what you're doing. You don't gotta do all that. Well, that's my dog right here. You know, these are made to help everybody. Now, if this is if this is apparently a real issue, then you know what? How about just all schools just wear a uniform? I'm not against uniform. If you want to wear your regular clothes and wear it outside school, you know, how about that? Every because that's also cheaper for the parents too. Just get like three sets of pants that are the same and three sets of shirts that are the same, and then you rotate that. Okay, all right. Now, you know. Accessories, you know, that's maybe if you want to personalize it, yes, but like, I think the clothes and the undergarments should just be that. You just wear uniforms, and you all have to wear your boxers and your panties and your bras, okay? Just how we have no commandos for any gen any gender, and everyone has to wear uniforms. Now, everybody's happy. Does that make you feel better? Oh, but then there's probably going to be like, well, what about my individuality? That's what we call personality. That's when you work on your characteristics, you know, that thing that makes you who you are, and you make that that thing that separates you, not your clothes. Your clothes just say, hey, look, look what I can or cannot afford to wear. That's it. Your clothes do not, are not, uh, are not a, a way of showing your individuality. It's not. It really isn't. You know, whether it's the kid who grew up wearing Goodwill or the girl who always goes to those fancy stores. I don't fucking know. I was that Goodwill kid. I, you know? I mean, yes, you know, it's good to, you know, maybe it's a, if, a, if it's picture day, then, you know, everyone should be able to, you know, dress up real fancy. You know, give the parents a chance to save up. 
you know, it works out for everybody. But when it comes to just the day to day, just how about we all wear uniforms? If I have my own, my own school, it'd be just that, okay? Uniforms for everybody, you know, then that way you get to work on who you are, okay? And and of course your uh, your schoolwork, which is a, I don't know, I said that's why I said it as a second, but yeah, that should be the main focus, okay? Is is education, building character, and socializing, and that way once everyone is dressed the same. You have more of a chance to socialize like what other people's personalities and not like, oh, I like that shirt. Okay, that's so great. You guys have a found your friend your friend oh my god. Your friendship, its foundation is founded on the fact that you guys happiness like stop at the same the same store on the same day, on the same time the sale's going on. Not you know what, you're interested in these things I'm interested in, you know, personally. We should hang out and, you know, do like like chill or whatever, you know, that's, that should be school, you know, those few, those three things, education, care, um, and personal development, and socializing, not about these, about who wears what, because if no one has so bad about who wears what, then it doesn't matter then, you know, that's simple as that, you know, yeah, Speaking of reforming um, institutions and things like that, I want to talk about uh, our prisons and the uh, inmates who leave afterwards. Now, it's not difficult to decipher that I am a person of color, and I try not to let my color be my ultimate, you know, uh, the, the, the ultimate thing that defines me, but I have to be aware of that I am, you know, a black man, you know, even when I'm approached and, and told, wow, you talk very proper for, um, well, you know, I'm like, well, it's, it's the English language, you know, some people choose to speak differently, but because someone chooses to speak a certain way, does that make them lesser or more, you know, I think that, before I get into the, um, the topic about prisons and what, and, um, reform, is the expectation we all have with different races, you know, like, uh, my girlfriend, she's, um, she's half, uh, Yugoslavian and Filipino, Basically, Asian and white. And when I found out that, you know, like, you know, she, uh, she's also from uh, the South. But when I found out that she liked Waka Flocka and things like that, I'm like, well, look at you. And I realized that I fell into that very same thing, you know, is that we don't create high expectations for any other race. You know, when you find out like an Asian isn't good at math or a black or a brown person, you know, um, can speak very proper and can articulate their words you know what? Well, well, um, better or that Caucasian people, because my girl visually looks uh, white, listens to a different demographic of or different category of music. You know, we are shocked, and that's our fault. You know, we limit ourselves, we limit our expectations of other people's races. You know, and that's not fair. We shouldn't be doing that. You know. That's something I gotta change myself. But speaking of change, though, yes, the uh, the prison reform. Um, as a as a person who grew who grew up in a very low economical uh, community, um, I've seen people you know who have done you know crimes like sell crack cocaine, um, 
heroin, steal, and they go to prison. And you know, as they should, because that's the crime. You know, they you know, once you, you know, you do the crime, you do the time. But I've seen people who have done done their time, you know, and come out and try to make and try to make change on their life, but because they have that felony or that you know that 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 blemish on their record, it's going to hinder them from getting a proper job, you know. And when they try to get a good job, they can't get a good job. So what, so what do they have to do? They have to get a low-paying minimum wage job. Now, for anyone who's ever worked a low-paying minimum wage job, you can't really do much on that. You know, you can barely pay rent or your mortgage. Or, or if you have kids, you know, you barely support them or your wife, you know, or your girlfriend or however it is, you know. Your background is, you know, it makes it difficult. And what happens with these people? They just say, well, I was making more money doing these illegal things than I am trying to do legal things. So then what do they do? They go right back to it. Then they get caught again. Then they go right back to jail. And then creates this endless cycle, you know. And a lot of people try and tell me that... You know, well, if they would have worked harder, you know, um, at their job, they probably could have moved up. Or if they wouldn't have done the crimes, you know, that brought them, you know, to this situation, well, then that's just their fault. And I can understand that perspective. I really can, you know, because I used to think there too. But you have to think about the minds of these people who maybe, you know, parents couldn't afford higher education, you know, so they only got low education. You know, so when you're not that well educated, you know, your way of thinking becomes very small. Like, think of the um, the villains from that uh, from the old uh, Saturday morning show, Static Shock. None of the villains were obsessed with um, world domination, right? They're all just obs obsessed by either stab, you know, taking taking out the hero, or running the city or their neighborhood. That's small thinking because these are small-minded people. These are narrow-minded people. They don't have this type of thinking to think big. They think about the now, or the could've, or the should've, you know? They think about, man, uh, I, I could be making more if I just do this, you know? And, and that's what, you know, and that's what these people who are going or going in and out of prison are setting as far as their mindset goes, you know? You know? We don't, like, I mean, my father's been incarcerated for many, many years, almost, I think, 21 years of my life, you know, or 21 years, you know, yeah, since I was two, so that's a long time, but, um, we need to figure out how we can reform this better, though, I mean, first and foremost, you know, also along with the guards, we need, um, teachers and social workers, people like that going into, to converse with these inmates and try to get them the higher education, and to you know also also maybe get them some um, teach them tricks of the trade you know welding, crafting, carpeting you know, and then when they learn these types of things we should have a a type of uh, staffing uh, company that can get them at least like what a job that pays eleven twelve dollars an hour you know because someone has obviously done their full time. You know, they've paid their dues to society. Shouldn't they be allowed to have the same opportunity as you and I? You know, I mean, I write, you know, in my other job, I made $13 an hour. And, you know, I would try to get some of my, um, some of my old, um, old um, 
I won't say friends, but people I used to know uh, from my old neighborhoods, you know, a good uh, opportunity to make more money and do, you know, well for themselves, but, you know, because of their background, that kept them from doing so, and I didn't see that fair, you know, if they want to do, if they want to progress and do better for, like, for themselves or, you know, the par- or the, the parents they live with, or maybe some of them have, like, um, a girl, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or something they stay with and they want to bring more money to the house, you know, shouldn't they have that chance to do that for them, you know, to help them get by, you know, shouldn't, isn't that like partially like the, like the American dream or something? Well, actually the American dream is like a wife and kids, a white picket fence and a high salary job, but with the way things are about to go, I highly doubt that, you know, especially when you see who's being appointed to office along with Donald Trump, but that's a, well, that's neither here nor there right now, you know, but that's something we need to try and figure out, though, as, as a country, is how can we help these people, too, because now they want to be, because now they want to rejoin society and do better for themselves, you know, how do we help that, how do we help progress that, we try and make system, we try and implement a system that's going to help them, that's 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 where we start. And once these people get educated, whether it's like maybe they want to just again learn um, some tricks of the trade and you know do manufacturing jobs, warehouse jobs, or you know logistics things like that. Once you get them the education, you know, and you give them those opportunities, they more than likely will take them, and they will be less of a threat, and they're more and they're less likely to go back to prison. Mean. They have been rehabilitated. They are now a functioning member of society. But we don't do that. We just look at them as you're a felon, so there's no chance I'm going to help you. You know, I was once an employer at one point, you know, and I sought to employ felons because, you know what, a lot of them work really hard for for some of you out there who don't believe so because now they have it. For someone to give them a chance... Oh my god, they're just overjoyed, you know? And that's what we need to do, you know, with our prison system, is create opportunity. You know, if someone doesn't take the opportunity, then then that's how you know someone has not been rehabilitated, and they're going to be back in the prison system. But when someone does take the opportunity to progress themselves, to be more than what they were before they got into prison, that's how you know that we're making a step forward as a people, as a nation, you know? Yeah. Speaking about, you know, us being a nation, and, you know, being, uh, coming, to, coming together as a nation, there's something that is, it's been a long debated topic for quite some time, maybe like the last two and a half years. I mean, it's been around for many years before, like, like a couple decades, but now that I have a chance to really talk about this, I want to talk about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter. Okay, whatever the hell that was. Um, what's up, boy? It's my dog Noah. He's looking at me like, "What you doing?" I'm on a podcast, man. Don't stick your tongue out at me. Alright. But yes. Now, um, 
Naturally, I would like to go, naturally, I would go into the defense of Black Lives Matter, but I'm going to save that for last. I want to talk about Blue Lives Matter, okay? First off, Blue Lives is not even a thing. You are not born an officer. That is an occupation. That's really it. You know, that's like being, like, I don't know how really far you get into that for my explanation is, you know, if you think that being a, you know, if people say, well, you know, these cops are, you know, put themselves in, in danger every day, well, then don't be a cop. Be an accountant. Be something less dangerous, you know. Be a physical trainer. Be something else. But when you are a cop, you are obviously aware that there's dangers in, you know, with, with the job. Like being a firefighter, you know, you don't just, um, you don't just, like if you're a firefighter, you, you don't arrive to the scene of the fire and say, Whoa, that's a that that building is engulfed in flames. I'm I'm not doing that. I got to think about my safety, my family. No, if your job as a fireman, as a firefighter, to fight fires, you are, and if you're a police officer, your job is to enforce the law. You know, to serve and protect. You know what the job is. You don't want the job, don't do the job. You know, that's the problem. Though we have too many these these people who are so trigger so uh, trigger happy. And easily frightened and are so quick to pull out a gun first. You know, you do have like batons and tasers and mace, you know. I would much rather you use a taser on me or mace than shoot me. That's why we, well, that's why we gave you these things. So that we can, so like less people would, would be killed. Now if, I, now, if I have a gun and I'm about to point at you, then, then you shoot me, then that's, that's a logical end, end to that confrontation. You know, that's that's understandable. But when if a person is unarmed or they have a weapon or not a weapon, but like if they have like a freaking like like uh, I think last year there was a man who had a like a knife and standing like feet away, like 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 twelve feet away from the officers, and you all have guns. Obviously, I think you guys are at the better advantage than a guy holding a knife. Like if you. Tasers, mace, so, 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 surround him. You know, you minimalize a death by like a hundred percent. The most is like, oh man, he cut my he cut my arm. Stitches exist. You know. Now, now, to all lives matter. Now, it's not race. Now, all lives matter is not racist. You know, a lot of people want to say it's racist, but um, it's just it's 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 just so comical. It truly is, because all lives matter didn't exist until people started saying Black Lives Matter. That's 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 really it. Like, you know, there was a, a father and a son who who were both white. You know. Who got who were pulled were pulled over by the police and the police opened fire and or no, I think it was a small car chase something along the lines of that right and um, the man stuck his hands out to surrender and the cops opened fire now they injured the man but what they did not know is that there was a child in there and they shot and killed him right now members of the Black Lives Matter came out to support this you know to support and like, like come to comfort the man. Know, who lost his son, seven-year-old Jeremy something, right? But where was the All Lives Matter group? 
Where was a member? Any member? None. They don't really give a damn about... Stop it. They don't give a damn about all lives matter. They just don't want... They just want to silence black lives matter. You know? And also, it's we all know that lives matter. That that That's like saying don't murder and don't steal. You know? But when but, but when there's a consistent issue, when there's a problem that keeps happening over and over and over, people are going to stand up and protest about it. Now, no one has ever said Black Lives Matter more. In a, in a sense, Black Lives Matter means Black Lives should matter. You know, not only matter, not matter more, but they matter. You know, they matter. You know, does your daughter's life matter? Yes. Does your son's life matter? Your, you know, I mean, you wouldn't say, well, you know, all, you know, all moms' lives matter. That's that's obvious. That's obvious. But, you know, my mom's life matters. You know, you do you kind of see what I'm trying to say by by, by the emphasis by the emphasis uh, emphasizing of that word matters? Black lives matter. That's really, I don't know how much simpler I can really put it, you know, or, or how simple, like, there's no really other, any other way to say it, you know, they're trying to fix an issue, they're not saying all cops, I mean, there have been some, and, you know, that's unfortunate, but, but, but the majority of us just want to fix the issue, they want due process, if someone is murdered, Unarmed. If a man is, if a man or a woman or a child is shot unarmed by an officer, that officer should get the due process just like a per, just like a civilian who kills another person. Doesn't that isn't that fair? You know, we hold cops to a high standard. You know, because they're cops, they're they're officers of the law. You know, you can tell me all day they're human. Yes, at the beginning and end of the day, yes, they are human. But when you put on that uniform, you are now, we are now looking to you to honor the law, to defend it, and to enforce it. And when you don't do that, you lose trust, people lose trust in you. And when it happens to a certain demographic, way, in, in a disproportional way, you quickly lose way more trust and support from us. And this is a historical thing. You know, this isn't just recently. You know, look, watch the 13th. You know, this has been something that's been since, like, as old as time. I well, not as old as time, but, like, after uh, slavery, you know, to black and brown people. You know, that's, 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 it's our history books. If they haven't changed it yet. You know? Let's see. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to tell you about that, you know? I really don't know what to tell you. Yes, all lives matter, but black lives should matter too. And that's what we're doing. Black lives should matter. Black lives matter. And we're going to keep chanting this until you finally listen and understand you know, we want you to understand. 
and the final thing I want to talk about before I um, I get out of here is the thing that always follows with Black Lives Matter is well, what about black on black crime? You know, you know, like y'all kill each other. Black. Okay, I'm gonna say it one time. Black on black crime is not real. It's simply called crime. You. I mean, you can look at um, FBI reports or, 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 or your local police reports or even turn those those oxygen whatever shows that talk about that like do drama dramatizations about murder. You're more likely like to be killed by someone of your own race if you're always surrounded by people of your own race. Like if you if you, if you are a working class white man and your community is own is like majority. No, it's predominantly working class white people who are also poor, you know, who barely have, who barely are barely making it with each check, right? You are, you know, you have a higher chance of being robbed, assaulted, murdered by another white person. Same if you're black and you're around black people. But if I'm black and I'm always around only white people, I have a higher chance of being murdered by a white person. That's simple. All almost all murder happens within the same race within the same family like like have you ever you ever heard about um some person who just uh ups and murders their their neighbor cuz we are all crime like most crime is all about proximity who is affecting me closely and the most right it like if i'm just some deranged person my mom is the person you know who is causing me some sort of duress i'm going to kill my mom that's that's proximity, you know. If if this guy, if I'm poor and the guy a block ahead of me just bought a brand new screen TV and a bunch of fancy steel silverware, I I'm gonna rob him. He's in my proximity. No one's gonna go way across town to rob George from the front from from the nice neighborhood. That's that's highly unlikely. It has happened, but it's highly unlikely. That's and, and, and you know what happens when someone commits a crime? Mostly, they get caught. They go to pr and they go to prison. So, crime is being dealt with. And if and if there's a problem, and and and, and, if, and there are plenty of programs that have been currently implemented to help fight crime, like in Chicago, uh, there's uh, Cure Violence, where they try and stop gang violence. I mean, there's plenty other sources you can find online and in your community to, to help get rid of, of violent crime in general. Just always remember that all crime hap most almost all crimes happens within the same race or or class. You're more likely to blank blank because someone I don't I mean yeah to get blank blank by someone of you um, of your proximity. You know, even jobs that get shot up, that's in their proximity because they work there every day. They just step one day and say, I work here, I'm going to shoot the, whole, shoot the whole office. David, Rebecca, and Theo are about to get blown away. That's the fact of it. All right. So if you have enjoyed this uh, podcast today, um, be sure to uh, subs uh, subscribe to us on iTunes Podcasts. Be sure to give us a, a, a like and a follow on SoundCloud. 
and um, we're also starting a a website soon thanks to Squarespace, which that's that is not a ad or a sponsor. That's that's just simply what I'm using. Uh, the website's name will not be uh, given out yet. Uh, at least, well, actually, I think I, I think I, I might put a link in it, but uh, other than that, though, it's it's in the works though. It's, it's getting there. Uh, my my new novel. Um, I've not I'm not I have not announced the uh, title yet. At least not until like we are in the uh, editing phase. We're nearly there though. It, but the book is nearly done. But you can get my current novel, The Shattered Window by L.T. Shaw. Available on BarnesandNoble.com. Um, only um, a little of measly fifteen dollars plus some shipping, which is like an extra few dollars. Uh, it's a it's a great read. It's a great story, and it's a start to an incredible series. You can also follow me on Twitter at lt underscore shaw writer, like you know writing writer. And you can also follow us on Instagram. At, I'm going to pull it up right now. You can follow us at unapologetically underscore loud. Uh, we appreciate all the follows. You can also follow us on Facebook at unapologetically loud also. And this has been unapologetically loud. Uh, thank you for your time and take care.